the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Money Monday on The Answer means a conversation with Josh Pick of Aptus Wealth Management. And if you missed Josh and I on the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show, Friday at 7, set your clock for that this week. And also catch the replay at noon on Saturday. And Josh and I talk about matters that concern your finances, growing your nest egg as you build toward retirement. If nobody wants a surprise that, oh, wow, I didn't save enough, I didn't invest enough. You have to have investments that grow much more exponentially than it will just by saving money. That's what they specialize in and why they offer you a free consultation. 614-917-1040 is their number at Aptus Wealth Management. They're located in Lewis Center, just off Route 750. And you can access them on the web at aptuswealth.com, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. And as we discussed Friday, Josh, uh, Jerome Powell sending signals that, okay, we didn't have a rate hike this time. We are going to continue to raise rates because we want to get inflation down to 2%. And the uh, projections are that that will keep the market from um, having a good week, and that lingers out there as a concern. Explain why that would be a concern of companies and why it would, ex- uh, why it would impact the market that way. Yeah, certainly no shortage of things for investors to worry about. Uh, and as we're staring at the Fed, they're, they're hitting the headlines and really carrying the weight of what is the future of the economy going to look like. Now, I, I'm of the belief that the Fed will not um, try and get rates all the way. They'll try, but I don't think that they're as concerned as maybe they're alluding to to get rates all the way down to 2%. And to give you kind of some historical perspective on that, over the last 25 years, even including you know the 10 years prior to where we are today, the average inflation rate was higher than 2%. Now, it was in the twos, but it certainly wasn't too flat. So I don't think that 2% inflation is required to make the economy go round. Now, the market, on the other hand, we know, at least anecdotally, or, or I think everybody knows in general, that when the Fed lowers rates, that's good because companies can borrow. Uh, they can build their widgets on borrowed money much cheaper and then turn around and sell them. It's good for homeowners or purchasers of homes. It's good for people who have debt positions. In general, low interest rates uh, tends to be a good thing for the economy. So then, obviously, the opposite is also true. And when the Fed indicates that there's a very strong possibility that they're going to continue to raise interest rates, it tends to be a headwind for the economy. Now, not to belabor this point, but at the same time, if they cool down the economy too much by raising rates to the point where companies simply don't want to or can't borrow money to you know, grow their companies, hire new employers, et cetera, it can have a catastrophic or at least a, an incredibly detrimental effect on not just Wall Street, but Main Street. Uh, You know, Josh, Jerome Powell continues to say that 2% is the target inflation rate. And honestly, I I keep waiting for him to say that, well, uh, 2% is ideal, but, you know, we can be okay at 3% or maybe 2.8 or something like that. I just recall that we had this definition of a recession as two straight quarters of negative uh, GDP growth. We had that, and it was like, no, no, that's not not a recession. So I'm not trying to bang on the Biden administration. I just kind of wonder if once inflation got to 9.1, which is where it was at its apex, uh, do you think 2% will always remain the standard, or do you think that standard is fluid? 
You know, I think the standard's fluid, but at the same time, um, you know, I often wonder, and I'm I'm certainly uh, hypothesizing and pontificating here, but as you look at the tools that the Fed has at its disposal, we could put on our tinfoil hats and say maybe one of those tools that they have of at their disposal is somewhat influencing the news and the headlines because that will have an impact on the market. For example, if we say our target is 2% and as we're driving towards that, it starts to be a detrimental impact to the economy, and then we have the ability to come out and say, well, actually, our new target is 3%, that would have a positive impact on the economy. So maybe, just maybe, uh, they are using the headlines to their advantage for some sort of future golden arrow to fix things if they get a little over their skis. You know, I had a friend came up to me on Sunday at church, and he was uh, telling me that he had sold uh, the car he'd been driving. And he said that he ended up selling it for about three or $4,000 less than he had paid for it three years earlier. So he said basically the car cost him $1,000 a year to drive. He's not replacing it, so he's in the ideal situation. Then I saw a story today that Ford is uh, going to do layoffs, and I just kind of wondered, we have this perception, I think, at least I have a perception, that the supply chain thing is over, the chip thing, uh, the chip concern thing is over, and that you know prices are going to uh, moderate a little bit when it comes to cars. But uh, the U.S. auto industry and used cars being worth a lot more but costing a lot more, how much of an impact, I think auto, the auto industry used to have like this gigantic impact on the American economy. But now, as you and I have talked about the S&P 500, the ones that are carrying the gains in the S&P 500 are tech stocks. So uh, how much of an impact on the overall economy does the auto industry have right now? I think it has a significant impact. If you think about it, uh, all of us need to get to work for the most part somehow. Now, maybe not as much as we did pre-pandemic, because many people can work from home. But at the same time, uh, we are a debtor society, both as a country and usually at the individual family level, meaning very few people, at least statistically, are going out and paying cash for a car. So we're making payments on cars. We're making payments on houses. And as those cars become more and more expensive and as supply chain issues remain, our outlay, our monthly outlay, obviously suffers at the individual household level. And that and prohibits, to some degree, our ability to save. So the car industry has a huge impact, and I think you hit the nail on the head. Those, those problems aren't going away. I think you also used another word, that they are stabilizing, which is true, but I think there's this belief that home prices, car prices, grocery store prices, this inflation that hit us was a temporary uh, elevation, and then the water level is going to fall back down. Mm-hmm. And that's just not necessarily the way inflation works. The toothpaste is already out of the tube. While it might retreat a little bit, this is probably the new norm. And now what we're trying to do is control what future increases will look like and getting that to 2%. But we're not going to go back to uh, you know, the days of old where that car is, is retreating back to its original value. Josh Pick is our guest. Money Monday, this segment. Josh is with Aptus Wealth Management. They're located in Lewis Center, 614-917-1040. You can make an appointment, set up a free, no-obligation consultation, get to know the team, talk about investing, gauge your exposure to risk, and your tolerance for risk. You can also set up your appointment by making it on their website, Aptus Wealth, A-P-T-U-S, AptusWealth.com. Yeah, that's an important thing that you mentioned. I mean, I in the early stages of inflation, I was like, wow, like well, our price is going to go back down to quote unquote normal. Well, now that they've risen, that's the so-called new normal. And really, if they were to fall, that would be deflation. 
What would cause that? And would that be as much as people might wish for it? Uh, they might be wishing for it without knowing what the consequences of that would be. What would cause a deflation? And would that the results of that or the causes of that be worse than the quote unquote cure? Well, it's also obviously up for debate as to whether or not, you know, it would be worth the cure. But let's think of a time where maybe it wasn't a deflationary period, but we had a bubble in a sector of the economy that was a real asset. And we don't have to go far to think of when that happened. That was in 2008, 2009. You, buy a, you bought a home in 2007, and by the end of 2009, your home was probably worth 30% less. Mm-hmm. So how is that bad? Well, if you want to sell your home, it's really, really, really bad. bad. Yeah. Sim- yeah. Similarly, with your cars, if you want to sell your car, that's really, really bad. Now, in the instance of groceries, that would be really good, other than um, that can have an impact on, you know, farmers if the cost of producing those groceries, like gas prices, et cetera, if for whatever reason those prices came down, then they lower supply because it's not worth manufacturing and then the prices go back up. What you want in an economy in general and what the market really likes in an economy is stability. Mm-hmm. When you have a lot of variability, it can create booms and busts, which then makes it very difficult for investors to handle because they have that emotional heartache of watching things be incredibly volatile, which we're always trying to control. That can also have an incredibly detrimental effect on people who are retired and trying to live off their assets. When you're having that level of fluctuation, you go, well, I don't know how much I can take because it's changing by you know, 10 20% every few months. So we, we would really like to prevent that, and there's some damaging pieces of, of that uh, cure, as you call it. So hopefully the Fed can rein in prices and create that stability that the economy so desperately needs. Absolutely. Investing is very, very complex, and one factor always affects another, and that's why uh, I've chosen to have a fiduciary. I've chosen to have Josh, someone who is legally obligated to do what's best for me, set up your consultation. That's how my wife and I reached total peace of mind with turning our assets over to Aptus. 614-917-1040 is the way for you to make your appointment for that no-obligation consultation. You can also make it online at Aptus Wealth, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. Josh, we'll see you Friday for the Aptus Retirement Blueprint radio show. Thanks, Chris. We talk about a fair amount of murders in Columbus, Ohio. Sadly, uh, the total has been uh, astronomical over the past few years. Uh, There are several that stand out to me. I find most tragic uh, the young people who are murdered, the young people who um, are killed at random, who are not mixed up in anything nefarious. They were the quintessential example of wrong place, wrong time. When someone so callously disrespects life that they fire into a random group of people and the bullet uh, haphazardly finds someone and ends their life, such was the way that Mackenzie Ridley died on June the 24th, 2021. Uh, I will never forget her face because the picture uh, that has been shown of her in news accounts uh, radiates uh, an amazing smile. And I can only imagine what a tremendous future Mackenzie Ridley had ahead of her. And now in her memory, uh, those who loved her uh, have continued her legacy. She was someone who was uh, very much into Uh, the beauty industry and had um, designs on having her own uh, business around that affinity. 
her favorite color was orange, and so her foundation is called the uh, Orange Hearts for Mackenzie Foundation. They hosted their second annual scholarship award dinner last night. Uh, this is uh, an endeavor that gives scholarships to young minority entrepreneurs who have the same dream uh, as Mackenzie Ridley uh, and from whom their dream has not been stolen from them by uh, a murderer who, in Mackenzie Ridley's case, remains at large as there have not been any arrests uh, with her murder. You have to be an entrepreneur between the ages of 15 and 22 to qualify. Uh, One of the recipients last night, uh, Kendall Robinson, is the owner of Kendall's Cakes. And she told ABC6 applying for the scholarship in Mackenzie's uh, honor was important to her because, quote, Mackenzie was one of my closest friends and she played a part in kind of elevating my business, pushing me to do things that were outside of my comfort zone as well as putting me into pop-up shops that benefited my business. Um. That's uh, that's a touching story, and I applaud the people who uh, love Mackenzie Ridley the most who keep her influence alive. Uh, not everybody in business makes good decisions and has a positive impact. Case in point, Bud Light. Bud Light sales have declined almost 30% since they decided it would be a non-fratty way of modernizing their brand to affiliate with fake woman Dylan Mulvaney. Now, you might think because of that crushing loss in sales that Bud Light has rethought its position. Uh, No. Uh, Bud Light has sponsored numerous pride parades around the country. And you say, well, they probably had the contracts to do that ahead of time. Okay. Pull out of the contract. Cancel the contract. They have this new Bud Light marketing campaign, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. I got a two-word marketing campaign for Bud Light that will fix or come close to fixing their dramatic drop in sales better than anything they have tried or can try. Here's the two-word marketing campaign. We're sorry. Or if you want to do a three-word marketing campaign, you can do that. We're sorry. We screwed up. Or you could do a seven-word marketing campaign. We're sorry. We screwed up. We apologize. Or 10 words. We're sorry. We screwed up. We apologize. We were wrong. That is what consumers are waiting to hear. The Toronto Pride Parade, which was sponsored by Bud Light over the weekend, uh, featured all kinds of decadence and uh, included multiple adults naked roaming around through the streets celebrating pride. Yeah, that's so sad. That is so sad because uh, pride is uh, the original sin. Pride was Satan's sin when he fell from heaven. Pride was Eve's sin when she decided not to follow what God told her about what she could and could not eat in the Garden of Eden. Uh, Pride is clearly condemned in the Bible. The verse in Proverbs that comes to mind, to fear the Lord is to hate evil. I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior and perverse speech. 
Doesn't get any clearer than that. Although some people miss the message. Because here is a story from Yahoo Finance that says this. Anheuser-Busch can only blame itself for the ongoing boycott of Bud Light after caving to extremist bullies. That's not going to go the way you think it is. Because the person who is saying this is an LGBTQ activist. The contention from Sarah Kate Ellis, CEO of GLAAD, is that had Bud Light stuck with Dylan Mulvaney, the LGBTQ lobby, all 12 of them, would have drowned themselves in Bud Light and filled in the gaps where country music fans and sports fans and men and fans of common sense and those who know, which is like 90% of America, that men can't be women, no matter how much they cavort around and dance and try to imitate a bad impression of Audrey Hepburn, all the LGBTQ people would have filled in that gap in sales. Nope, sorry, Sarah Kate Ellis, would not happen. Bud Light sales are down 20%, my 27%. My prediction for Bud Light is that a year from now, Bud Light will cease to exist as a brand. There will be Bud Light, but it will be under a different name. It will no longer be called Bud Light. Now, Uh, Exclusive interviews in media are big deals. You might have noticed that since his firing from CNN, Don Lemon has not been on ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, MSNBC. No national interview for Don Lemon. Well, that has come to an end, ladies and gentlemen, as Don Lemon has opened up in a sit-down interview two months after his ouster from the network with who? KTLA? WCBS in New York? No. Don Lemon is telling his exclusive story to ABC 24 in Memphis. In Memphis. Is there any greater indicator of the lack of interest in Don Lemon's story (laughs) than the fact that he has to tell it to a TV station in Memphis? I'm going to Google here. Memphis. Uh, Where does it rank... In media market size. Is Memphis a top 50 market? I wonder. 51! Memphis DMA is number 51. DMA stands for Designated Market Area. As ranked by Nielsen in 2023. Don Lemon, Mr. Primetime on CNN. I think, you know what? I think Don Lemon has passed his prime. That's what got him in trouble, you know. Saying Nikki Haley was past his prime. Well, that and a million other things. Memphis, ABC 24, if you want to hear that story that apparently nobody else in the top 50 wanted to tell. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.